This is Killstreak. Greetings, Solo Lobos. It's Killstreak, episode 88. We are here. I'm Eric Goslin, joined here as always by Mr. Michael Price. How are you? I'm good. Uh, it's in a little bit of a... It's a... It's... What do they say? It's Oxymoron? A, yeah, that's right. So, the Solo Lobos. A group of Solo Lobos. <laughs> like, what's... Is it the Lone Wolves? Is that what they are in Airheads? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I'm good. I like that. Solo Lobos. <laughs> the pack of Solo Lobos that you killstreakers are. Yeah. We're here to talk about Alligator 2, the mutation, which is, uh, if you haven't watched it yet and you want to, it's streaming on YouTube for free. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Only place you can find it unless you happen to own a copy like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be really intense. I would mm-hmm. have I would have questions. Um, yeah, and this is you can look at the first one that comes up is good to go. It's, you can G two G. And also, we'll be talking at the end of the show about <laughs> the lift, our random creature feature movie. What are you laughing over there about? Uh, well, comedy in threes. You should bang your microphone arm one more time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find a place for my tall boy cider. Yeah. Uh, it's weird that the, our book is called Creature Features, and we're covering some movies right now that are actually, actually creature features. Yeah. But most of the movies in Creature Features are not creature features. That is true. And I was also thinking, like, this was the first time I'd seen Alligator 2, The sure, Mutation. Sure, sure. But it reminded me very much of a time mm-hmm. where maybe I would have seen this on like a monster vision. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, it's also a monster movie. Like, yeah, it's, it's like it a is. killer animal movie. Mm-hmm. So it's fitting in that way. Yeah. Maybe the only ways it's fitting. We'll see. We'll talk about this movie, Alligator 2. Don't you fucking get in our faces about it. Did you feel like, did you get a lot from the addition of the mutation to the title of the movie (laughs) the mutation does a lot of heavy lifting to help you get there Mm -hmm. helped you finish yeah (laughs) it really pushed me to the edge (laughs) it's a the forbidden mutation (laughs) i mean for my money i would have appreciated the alligator to be a little more mutated to be like super powered in some way well that would require showing the alligator yeah um yeah which is I guess it costs, it costs a lot of money, you know. To do I that. mean, yeah, this this movie clearly didn't have a lot of money. Oh my god, I can't believe I, I meant to bring this up okay. right, right at the top. Oh yeah. So this series, the Alligator series, randomly is very much connected to us. Oh yeah, that's Mike, right. Mike and I, <laughs> because if you didn't hear our last episode, Mike's current film professor. Uh, is an actor yeah. in the first Alligator movie. Perry Lang. And he did respond to my email about the movie. Oh, really? Very briefly. So I'll just insert it right now and then let you get to your Yeah, please point. do. Because this won't take long. Yeah. So I asked Perry. I, I just said, hey, you know, Alligator is an old personal favorite of mine. How was your experience working on it? What were your impressions of Louis T., Robert Forster, John Sales, etc.? Uh And he responded, hey, Mike, yeah, Alligator was fun, mostly because of Bob Forrester. He says Bob because they're they're buddies, right? 
instead of Robert. That's great. Uh, because of Bob Forrester, whom I worked with a couple times, we were friends. Then it takes a dark turn. <laughs> in fact, just last week, I thought I saw him on the street in New York City, then realized that was impossible. Oh, jeez, Louise. Yeah. I'd worked with Lewis before, and John Sales became a good friend and my filmmaking mentor after that. That's great. Lots of interesting stories from that film, even though I just worked a few days. I have not seen it since it was released. He did not share any of those interesting stories. <laughs> he but, just knows that he, just but, know that he has yeah, them. Yeah, he does have them. They exist. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. And now you have a connection to this franchise as well. Yeah. When the I was watching this movie, and it's directed by John Hess. And I was like, where the fuck do I know that name from? And then I realized it's one of my film professors. <laughs> <laughs> You're not currently in school. No, no, this was back, you know, 15 years ago when I was... It was in Los Angeles. Emerson College has a campus out here. And he was one of the uh, film professors working out here. What is that noise? That, I believe, is a, uh, is a fan, fan belt. belt? Yeah. yeah, I think that's a bad fan belt on a car. Weird. It's it's really coming in. Really coming <laughs> it's across. It's just, just the right pitch to <laughs> carry over everything else. Yeah, and this guy, um, he was a director, but he was most known for writing um, American History X. Ah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, and I, which I think was... Or? What's that? Is it autobi- autobiographical? <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> um, but I think it was like really, really drastically changed from... And I think he, he didn't have a good relationship with like the producers or okay. something like that. It was originally not about white supremacists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it initially, it's very pro-white supremacy. <laughs> it was, it was like, just like, it was a teen movie about a hip history teacher. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, yeah, so there we go. We're both connected in some ways yeah. to this these two movies. Shout out to John Hess and Perry Lang. Hell yeah, brothers. Um, okay. Alligator 2. Let's get into it. Colon. The mutation. The mutation. We really this. I. We, it's been a while since we've had a good opportunity for a colon exam. That's oh not yeah, true. This we was... had a million in Halloween. We just never did one. Yeah, we never did. We got to do that again. Yeah, we do. That was a popular segment with us. <laughs> hey. It's fun for us and, to a, do. and, a, and a percentage. Hey, well, things. we have some coming up. Yeah. Hey, stay right. tuned to the end. We're going to be announcing the next series recovering. That's right. Don't um, leave. Don't leave. <laughs> you don't want to miss this one. Yeah, just for anybody who. We're, there's not going to be a Thursday episode this week because it's just a two movie series. Yeah, we're going to bang this baby out real yeah. quick. <laughs> Those, these yeah, rankings. Like some mice with a very short gestation period. Wow. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know. My science, I'm thinking science now. Um, Alligator 2 The Mutation was released in October of 1990. Uh, it was distributed by New Line Cinema. It seems to have been. A direct-to-video release. However, there are these there are weird vestigial signs that maybe at some point someone thought they were going to release this in a theater. Okay, because they do have like if you go on the IMDb, there is a a credit for theatrical distributor, um, which is you know would suggest that it was in a it distributed to a theater right. at some point. Um, but there are no box office results anywhere they're not on box office mojo which has completely uh nerfed their own site and is useless now that it's oh really i am it's it's such trash 
Uh, it's an IMDb site now, and they hid all the useful information uh, inside IMDb Pro. Oh, I hate IMDb Pro. Yeah, I hate IMDb. I mean, I hate big websites. Period. Hey, listen, I mean, I'm working on a show for IMDb TV. Okay. So, uh, okay, you like that. I love IMDb TV. Sure. And look for the show that I'm, I don't think I can say yet. I don't. It hasn't been announced, but guys, you're going to love it. Nice. Just kidding. You're not. I mean, <laughs> it's a good show. It's going to be fine, but it's not. not you're not going to love it. It's, not, might, it's nothing killstreak related. You might digest it. Yeah, you may. Without. I mean, I actually think it is pretty funny. Okay. Cool. But it's, yeah. Anyway, hi. I, I hope watched, my boss is listening. <laughs> I watched like 100 plus episodes of This Old House hmm. uh, on IMDb TV this last summer. Yeah, it's it's. I think Columbo is also on there. Yeah. My wife was, uh, okay, enough on about IMDb TV. <laughs> but I did walk in the room and my wife was watching Columbo. I and she I, was jerking it to Columbo. My wife was jerking it to Peter Falk. Um, Look at me with your good eye. <laughs> Turn your bad eye to me. Um, anyway, and I saw it was on IMDb TV. I'm like, what the fuck is IMDb TV? This is... What is this? Yeah. A po- post-apocalyptic world we're living in and now I'm working on a show for it. Yeah, it's fun. Well, cuz they'll run they have channels where they just run the same show 24 hours a day. Yeah. It's pretty satisfying when oh. you want to watch this old house. Also, last week we were talking about how we missed just turning on cable mm. and just a random horror movie playing or sure. random movie. I went upstairs after we recorded and uh put on pluto.tv. Uh-huh. And Friday the 13th 6 was playing. Yeah. And there's just like random unedited? horror movies. Uh, yeah, unedited. Nice. And I watched I, I watched a little bit of that, of that, but then I switched over to Bikini Spring Break That's right. on you, the Asylum Films you sent me channel. Some, some screen grabs from yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> Asylum Films. Oh, yeah. boy. What they, have a, their, they have their own channel on Pluto. Uh, that channel runs... We have a TV that has like a digital... Like, it's like... I don't know. It's not actually over the air antenna, but it's something. Yeah. I guess it is over the air. And there's an asylum channel on that as well. Oh, really? And did I tell you about the cars knockoff that they did? No. Oh, my God. You have to force your son to watch this. Okay. Hold oh, on. I'm, I, uh, it is truly one of the most horrendous things I've ever seen. It's called Cargo. Cargo? All Cargo one word. Room. But the G is capitalized. Sure, um, of course. And it's <laughs> the the tagline is the city on four wheels. Oh God, I'm looking. Uh, it stars Argo. Melissa Joan Hart and Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> it's animated, right? Oh yeah, uh, Jason Mewes is in it, and Ed Asner. Oh, oh I see. Um, oh my God, this is a total Cars ripoff. But it's like if you play the trailer, like the animation is truly the most abysmal quality. I'm firing it up right now. This is a song from the way. Well, they that, can't hear. Was that? Oh, they can't hear that. I can't. No. Okay. Oh We're my listening. god! This is. <laughs> this is like PS2 yeah. quality. Yeah, it looks like a cutscene from a PS2. Maybe, yeah, maybe a PS1. Even it's like smooth, but it doesn't. Anyways, uh, I've seen like two minutes of cargo like 30 times um, and this time i can't get back. i think that's the optimal way to watch cargo. Well, I watch cargo probably anyways we're not talking about cargo we're talking about alligator 2 colon the mutation <coughs> excuse me wow <laughs> coming in hot uh directed as eric mentioned by john hess written by kurt allen uh this movie has no connection to alligator 
It didn't seem like it at all. Other than it's about an alligator uh, in a city. Yeah. So it's like borderline remake territory. I mean, it really do, it does repeat a lot of the same beats. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly, you know, regardless of whether or not it maybe snuck into a theater, it has all the trappings of a direct-to-VHS, to direct-to-video film from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Uh, we got some thumping around. That's probably my son. The yeah. young man's still awake. We're recording an hour earlier. Yeah, it's only seven. Yeah. Um, cast? Had you ever heard of Joseph Bologna before? No, I, I, I hadn't. I I looked him up after while I was watching uh-huh. the movie. Uh, spoiler alert. Maybe not didn't pay the closest attention to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did. I watched uh-huh. it, but... You know, sure. I had, my mind has Are some you going to be able to participate in the episode? Do you yeah, think? yeah, I took notes. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you took notes, but you didn't pay attention? This I mean, is a no, weird I didn't cocktail. say I didn't pay attention. I, uh, my mind wandered. Okay, you I sure? Had, I had some time to look hey, at everybody's mind, mind wanders. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, you didn't really know who Joe Bologna was. I'm like, dude, he's the star of the no, movie. No, 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 no. I looked him up while I was watching. Okay. I, I was understand. Like, oh, yeah, shit, I got to look at this movie. <laughs> I thought you were saying, like, I can't even have a conversation about the star of the movie because <laughs> no, that's no, how little no. attention I pay. No, no, this. no. Um, uh, okay, yeah. He didn't seem noteworthy. Like, he wasn't in any... He's, he was in some movies before this, but afterwards, he's not really... I mean, he's in a lot, a lot of TV. Yeah, he's a TV guy, um, and he's got, like, a handful... Like, you, you, you see him in this, and you figure, oh, he must have been the star of some eighties yes. TV show. That's, was, that's why I looked him up. I'm like, oh, yeah. he, he must be like, he must have been in like some big movies in the seventies. Right, right. He's washed up now, and it's or like eighties. Yeah, and it's like, wait, no, he's just, he's, he's just, just this guy. This guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's uh, he looks kind of like Alan Alda. Yeah. So he's got that going for him. I guess. Yeah, he's not like you know Robert Forster is an interesting looking guy, but he's a handsome man. Right. Yeah, uh, also, I will say Joe Joe Bologna, he's pretty charismatic. He, like mm-hmm. he, I enjoyed watching him. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. He doesn't have the same energy as a Bob Forrester. No, no, Bob um, Ruckless. No, but but Every yeah, face on the street I see reminds me. <laughs> <you>. Sorry, <laughs> so dark. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I mean, I guess he was also a playwright and a writer, but oh. not like not like that was what he was famous for. It was just like, yeah, he also did that. Stuff, right. The nice. Renaissance man. He's just a dude. He's just a dude. He's just an actor. And an actor. Uh, yeah, and he's a little, uh, I mean, is this ageist for me to say that he feels a little old for this role? Yeah. Oh, well, that's kind of what I was getting at. It's like he doesn't have any sort of leading man look right. or vibe. Right. Uh, but anyways, we can we can circle back around to that. Uh, we have D. Wallace at the time, Nay, uh, you know, not Nay because she was Nay D. Wallace, D. Wallace Stone as she was known at the time. She's yeah, now, I believe separated from the Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to D. Wallace. Yeah, didn't we just talk about her? We did. Yeah, I don't remember which movie. Uh, I think she popped up in one of the zombie Halloweens, maybe. Oh yes, maybe that's what. It uh, is, yeah. I mean, he. It seems like he would cast. He would her. cast her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think she. I think that's right. Yeah, but um, yeah, she is uh, oddly in the movie, but then kind of conspicuously absent from parts of yeah. the movie. Right. What was her job? 
scientists. Scientists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, well, because you remember vague. the scene with the beakers and the red, like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I gathered that she worked in a lab, yeah, but I wasn't sure what her job was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um. D. Wallace was the adoptive mother of Laurie Strode. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, in, yes, yes. In the That's zombie right. Halloween. That's right. But. Uh, yeah, um, well, we'll get. A, I want to talk about the opening scene of the movie, or like the second opening scene, like our introduction to to our character, to Lobo, Solo Lobo, himself. Solo Lobo. Um, and then who else? We've got uh, this. We've. I mean, that's it for people. Anybody conceivably has ever heard of? Oh, hey, hey. Oh, my favorite. Oh, should we talk about? Oh, that's not true. There are two bad. There's a bad guy, and okay, who's your favorite? Uh, the lady. G- Gagne? What's her last Gagne? name? Gagne? Yeah, Gagne. I think it's Gagne. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Her, what's her first name? Uh, Holly. Holly Gagne? Yeah. Beautiful. She's a cutie. There's a couple of mega babes in this movie. She's Eric's type, too. She is very much my type. Yeah. If she had um, giant boobs. My she... wife doesn't have giant boobs, and I hate it for her. <laughs> I hate her for that. No, I was kidding. <laughs> it's never too late. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, she's 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 good too. I think she's solid. She's she's kind of got a yeah. little chipper kind of energy. She's also very charismatic. Yeah, she's paired with this guy Woody Brown. Yeah, <laughs> the second I saw that, it's like <laughs> keeping up on your fiber. I see. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Woody Brown plays Officer Harmon, her like love interest, and he's got he's bringing nothing. He's bringing nothing. Yeah. He's kind of he's the rookie, the Perry. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your professional? The name? Perry Lang. The Perry Lang of yeah, this movie. The Officer movie. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he does not have he Perry's does not unique take either. on the role. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, Rich Harmon uh, is is a real nobody in this. Um, Richard Lynch as Hawk Hawkins, the yeah. Cajun Gator Hunter, yeah. who. He comes in and you figure is going to be just like uh, Silva in the first one. Yeah, you you expect him to be a giant piece of shit. Yeah, I think he even calls a Latino guy like he says like calls him like not human or something. Jesus but I don't know if that's because he's Latino or just because he's a dick. I, I couldn't I couldn't tell. I I missed that line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I just remember making a note to myself that it was fun. I like. I like Cajun caricature a lot. Yes. Because I feel like I can just freely mock it. Yes. Because they are, uh, you know, white European based people. And yeah. so, yeah, because I'm trying to mock everyone, but I have to keep every, all of my other darkness <laughs> inside. Uh, no, it feels like a safe bet. It's like making fun of Italians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, also, they have dumb accents. Um, <laughs> that's the main thing. Uh, okay, and then we do have uh, some random wrestlers show up. Professor, Professor Tanaka is so in long, this. too. They're, like, most, there's of this two, movie, there's, most of this movie takes place at a wrestling match. There's an undercard and another match. <laughs> yes, there are so two crazy. matches. And yeah, we got Professor Tanaka uh-huh. uh, and uh, Chavo Guerrero Sr., who yeah. is legendary. Uh, the eldest of the Guerrero brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, oh, there's a couple other guys too that I I forget the Mad Russian the Russian yeah 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 and then and also shout out Shava Guerrero's character Ramon Ramon the wrestler yeah yep. call call out to our alligator from the first movie and then lastly I didn't even fucking put that together no no <laughs> you, yeah. I, that wasn't even from a trivia I was just like oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's funny actually yeah. I didn't read the trivia on this I have to imagine it's a wasteland. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a good point. I should look at it while you're yeah. talking. Um, Steve rails back is the main bad guy. Vincent when you Brown. rail him, he rails back. <laughs> I feel like I know him best from like a three-part stint on the X-Files. He oh, played, then I probably know him Yeah, he plays well. Dwayne Barry on the X-Files. Other than that, he plays an asshole and stuff. He's got real asshole energy. He's in Toby Hooper's Life Force. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Outside of that, I don't think we really talked about him in anything. <laughs> Shecky Green was originally slated as a star. <laughs> That's a choice. Yeah, that would have been a slightly different direction, although it would explain why they went with kind of like a wisecracking 50-something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, there's, there isn't any good trivia, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this movie was made on the cheap, uh, as you pointed out to me before I watched it. So I saw this movie for the first time when I was young, probably not that long after it came out. Probably like, I probably saw it in like 93, 94. Sure. So. But you had uh, seen the original first. I had seen the original first, and then I was like, oh shit, there's a sequel. Awesome. Um, Went and checked it out. And my recollection was that it was like in Florida. Uh, And I was like, yeah, it doesn't feel like a real city at all. And the funny thing is, Half of that sentiment I still agree with, but as you yeah. pointed out to me, it is shot where? In Echo Park, California, here in Los Angeles. Like, entirely. Yeah. Like, and it's also about, like, gentrification, too. Yeah, well, I was going <laughs> to get to that. I had a really good joke lined up. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, of course we're going to talk about that. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is that, um, like, I, I wish they had... I felt like this movie was really unrealistic. I for, No, the, you know... Because, like, they should have come up with a more believable plot than rich white people, uh, (laughs) like, building giant uh, luxury apartment complexes than pushing Latinos out of Echo Park. Yeah. Um, Which is exactly what happened. Yeah, very prescient. I mean, I guess not a prescient movie. I guess this has just been happening for a lot longer than I realized. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time, I think Echo Park was a bit of a shithole. Right. By... That you know, according to mm-hmm. white people, yeah. But those apartments there. that they're in, looking over the lake, are real. Yeah, and it's like those clearly were new in 1990. So somebody was trying to like do yeah something. It, there. And now here in LA and in Echo Park, uh, you get a lot of these like what are those those like big villa? Is that what they yeah, called? Yeah, there's the one developer who does those. There's it's, like they these all have these giant... dumb Tuscan names or whatever. Yes, they all have these Tuscan names. They're very ugly and tall. Yeah. And have like a faux like Italian villa feel to them. And they're all over that part of town. They're so yeah. gross. Okay, so it's um this guy named Jeff Palmer, uh, who is he massive faux Italian uh developments. He has many and they're all on the freeways near downtown. Yes, they're all on the freeways. So the one that somebody burned down, and we're not saying I'm not saying I'm happy that somebody burned down a building, but you know, that I don't was think wild. A lot, I don't think a lot of people were like super sad, especially because I don't think there were any casualties. I was like working yeah. across the freeway from that. Oh damn! Is that like at LA Center Studios? Yeah. So that's called the Da Vinci. It does not exist because it was burned <laughs> to the ground, torched. Yeah. He had Medici One and Medici Two, the Orsini, the Orsini. And that's the one I was Piero. Thinking. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this guy's clearly a dildo. Uh, I don't know anything about him, but he just from what he his taste, he's clearly a dildo. But now we're getting a, a ton of the. There's even some just mere blocks for me here. Oh yeah, uh, of these like super modern glass and metal and yes, yeah, yeah. 
in the like townhouses, concrete floors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're popping up everywhere. Yeah, you know, uh, people uh, Los Angeles in particular doesn't have much of a a desire to preserve past architecture. No, no, <laughs> no, not at all. There's yeah. a really interesting place. Have you ever been to um, uh, Heritage Square? No, it's close to to me as well, um, and it's it's all of these old Victorian houses okay that were moved there huh. from around the city it's really cool it's like you know you can knock it out in, in an hour or two sure you get like a tour of these it's fun anyway that's like what happens to the history here it gets moved if you're lucky <laughs> if yeah. you're lucky most of yeah. the time it's just fucking torn down yeah um yeah so i guess we can wrap up john Hess, as you mentioned uh teacher at uh emerson la program yeah uh he his only other like major feature directing credit that I had ever heard of is a 1988 movie called Watchers, starring Corey Haim. Um, oh, I never saw it. It's about uh, this might be of interest to you after your viewing last week. A boy takes in a stray dog, later he dis- later discovering that it is an ultra intelligent runaway, huh? Being stalked by a dangerous creature from the same genetic research lab. Wow. It's based on a Dean Koontz novel. Ooh, Koontz. It stars Corey Haim and Michael Ironside. <laughs> we had an inside joke, me and Josh, uh-huh. uh, where we would call things Koontzian. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that is positively Koontzian. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Hess also wrote American History X. That seems to be his most prestigious credit. Mm-hmm. Though he is... Uh, in pre-production on a new feature, I saw that uh, called "Warrior of Eight Flags," um, and also recently finished a movie called "Dead Men Float." So we'll see what those are like. Maybe we'll check them out. Maybe we'll even do a little John Hess month here at the podcast. <laughs> John Hess, Tober Hess, Og Hess, John Og Hess, Og Hess. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's correct. Maybe we can get him on the blower. You know, (laughs) yeah, a a guy who took one of his classes 15 years ago. Remember me? (laughs) I think it's gonna go great. Uh, Did you want to share anything else? Did you see anything? Oh, Kane Hodder too. Oh yeah, Kane Hodder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What else? What else? What else? Anything in the trivia there? No, uh, not really. Uh, I'll I'll just. The scene of the alligator stalking past the sewer tunnel supports. Uh, oh, sorry. The sewer tunnel supports, and the shot of the saliva under the microscope was stock footage from the original alligator. I think there's like three or four more shots from the first alligator in this movie. Yeah. Also, opening his left eye. Yeah. Anyway, no, there's nothing else. Holly Grenier. Gagne? Gagne. Was a soap opera star previously having appeared on Days of Our Lives as Ivy. Selegko Jannings. <laughs> Ivy Selegko Jannings. Classic. That's it. All right. Uh, shall we take a break and then uh, do the thing we do? Let's do the thing we do. That thing we do. Bonded adrenaline. There's no telling what it could be right now. It's, it's a mutant. It's, it's a machine. It's a thing. <laughs> Stake out new territory. That means a rampage, Hodges. 
thing out there. It's still alive. I could feel it. It's a walking bomb, David. can't joke around with you we're recording oh sorry <laughs> okay so this is <laughs> we already did one take of this <laughs> this plot synopsis is fucking insanely written all right the film's plot has some similar elements to the first one okay local tycoon vincent brown has a f- tank full of chemicals from future chemicals a company he's tied to into the sewers which in all the times they've done it cause an alligator which that are a baby alligator from the end of the original film in the sewers to mutate into a near unstoppable giant mutant okay so i'm gonna stop that down for a second translate okay please thank you vincent brown owns this chemical company or is part of this chemical company future chemicals and they've been dumping Mm -hmm. the chemicals into the sewers and it's caused a baby alligator, which they're saying is from the end of the original first yeah, movie. Yeah, that's a big reach, I think. That's a big reach. Anyway, another mutant alligator situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two Mexican fishermen are killed, which local detective David Hodges, who is very popular among the local Mexican population, uh, as Solo Lobo, I think they're being also known as, or known as Solo Lobo, due to his enjoyment of working alone, begins to investigate. Though many other Mexicans believe Brown did it, as he is very hated by them for always trying to drive them from their homes, the coroner identifies that a severed leg found was bitten off by an animal, which was confirmed by Hodge's wife, Chris, who worked at a local university and appeared to be an expert on the subject, Identified the animal as an alligator. Okay, that was all one sentence. Nice. (laughs) Uh, And to translate, people think Brown killed the man, but then his severed leg turns up, Mm -hmm. and uh, it is determined that it was done by an animal. And I, I would also like to jump in and translate something. Solo Lobo means lone wolf. Yes, you're right. Vincent Brown has been setting up an empire and is planning a town party at the lake that weekend. A town party? A town party. Uh, <laughs> a yeah, classic a, town he's party. He's a developer, uh, and he's getting other rich men, yeah. including the mayor, to sign off mm-hmm. on him kicking people out yeah, of... Yeah, we have another crooked mayor. Yeah. And it's like it's a, a town party manifest is like a carnival, basically. Yeah, it's like a carnival, basically. But they're also using it as a way to get people to come down and to like sell their houses, their houses. Yeah. Basically like when you get those things in the mail, be like, we buy ugly houses cheap. Right. 
Um, <clears throat> that weekend, Hodges tries to get Mayor Anderson, who has been helping Brown, to call it off. But he, just like Chief Clarence Speed earlier, believed Chief much Speed. was at stake. Chief Speed. Very much a, a Jaws situation. We're like, no, we can't call off the yeah the big party. Yeah, and especially, and, and this is the first of many times that Brown really flexes his political muscle. He makes it clear that, like, he controls the mayor and yeah. the police. Um, rookie police officer Rich Harmon is enlisted reluctantly by Hodges as a partner to help him. But their attempt to kill the mutant alligator fails easily. Professor, a professional hunter, Shy Hawkins, and his friends and brother are summoned by Brown and begin their hunt almost at the same time as Hodges, but they also fail, having underestimated the size of the mutated beast. Having lost his brother and two of his best friends, Hawk joins Hodges and Harmon to hunt the alligator. This is completely skipping over the love interest. So let's talk about this. So there is a huge series of scenes missing here, right? Yeah. So there is the wrestling match. There is the wrestling match. Right. Which yep. kind of brings everyone together. It's like Brown and his cronies maybe are like putting it on, or they're certainly like kind of VIPs. Yeah, it's it, it's so strange to have a wrestling match be like this big fundraising event. Yeah, and people are like dressed up in suits and shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's very weird. Very weird. Uh, um, and the mayor is there. The mayor is there. Important. His daughter arrives, and she is like, are they together at that point? Who? The the daughter and um, the deputy. No, she's a free agent. She comes in just to talk to her dad. Right. And then she right. meets him and they yeah. hit it off. When the way they meet, and now we got to backtrack again, is because another thing they skipped is that at one point, Brown essentially forces the mayor to ask to have Lobo arrested. Yes. For no reason other than he's sniffing in the wrong place. Exactly. They're trying to pull his shield. Um, and so at one point... Harmon is like the deputy who they make like cuff him and he's supposed to be escorting him out and he's like I gotta pee so they go to the bathroom and then they go into the stall and he you know Hodges pulls a little switcheroo on him where it's like well you're gonna make me you're gonna cuff yourself to me while I pee or whatever and then it just ends up with him cuffing cuffed to the toilet Harmon to the toilet yeah and I think the keys might go down the drain I'm not sure somewhere I don't know but very quickly when Sherry is introduced so she ends up in there. There's like photographers and journalists and other yeah. cops. It's very strange. But they have a meet cute in a toilet stall where she they do. she uncuffs him. <laughs> and then they fuck later, I think. Um, <clears throat> Hawkins and his team uncovered proof that dump Brown future chemicals in the sewers. So Brown has his right-hand man wreck Chief Speed's car, killing him, before managing to influence people down to his lake area party. <laughs> Yeah, can't argue with that. Hodges, Harmon, and Hawkins attempt to blow the mutant alligator to pieces with a bomb Hawkins and Hodges made. A bomb is capitalized. It looks looks like with an A bomb. bomb. But Hawkins and Hodges made it, so it doesn't work. So don't worry, anybody. Uh, But it ate it. Breaking the detonation device meant to set it off. After Hodge's wife provides poison for, for use against the alligator, the three pursue it through the sewers, sending Chris and Harmon's new girlfriend, the mayor daughter, <laughs> Sherry Anderson, to get rid of anyone in the park. Uh, mayor Anderson, who was good friends with Chief Speed, turns on Brown, who murders him on the Ferris wheel. The alligator reaches the park 
before Hodges and his partner can stop it, ravaging Brown's party and killing his right-hand man. Though, uh, in his attempt to flee, he was cut off by some young Mexican friends of Hodges, who arrives quickly himself. <laughs> young Mexican friends, friends of Hodges. It's like, a, it's like a Latino gang. Yeah, what's their name? The something boys? Yeah, the I wild remember, boys? Yeah. Or I don't know. Something. It's on the back of their jackets. Yeah. Um, though Brown had his gun, Hodges deflate, deflects him into the water, where he is devoured by the alligator. Hodges, Harmon, and Hawkins head out on the lake to cut it off, but their boat is overturned by the alligator, who devours Hawkins. A helicopter picks up Harmon, though Hodges swims down, gets the hypodermic spear poison, and stabs the alligator before being picked up himself. However, it does not die, so he and Harmon, armed with rocket launchers, track it down uh, to its nest in the, s- in the sewer, sewer nest, nest yeah. where they find, once they find it, Harmon's shot misses narrowly, while Hodges manages uh, to blast it in one of its soft spots, <laughs> blowing off the back of its head and detonating the bomb, which obliterates the rest of the mutant alligator. When they return to the surface, they are greeted as heroes and embrace the women they love, who, uh, <laughs> the woman they love, who are glad to see them alive. Sherry was also hurt by her father's death. Yeah, that's a parenthetical. <laughs> Here, Hodges acknowledges Harmon as his partner. Wow. That's really that the is, linchpin of the whole movie. That is really something else. Should I read the synopsis as well? Yeah, let's read the synopsis too. Why not? Deep in the sewers beneath the city of Regent Park, another baby alligator feeds on the experimental animals discarded by Future Chemicals Corporation. Nourished by toxic growth hormones and other mutating chemicals, the gator grows immense in size, develops a voracious appetite, and goes on a killing spree. So much better, much better writing on this one. No one believes the sighting until a large number of people are killed, and the police eventually embark on a search and destroy mission to put a stop to the alligator's murderous rampage. They track it down to a lake, and a police helicopter attempts to blow the alligator up, but to no avail. Afterwards, two officers enter a marsh area where the alligator had escaped to. One of the officers uses a rocket launcher and ends the alligator's reign of terror. I mean, I agree. It's a much higher quality of prose, but it is. It's it it, it just it omits too much. Mm-hmm. It's not that is not a synopsis of the plot. No. That is that is like a glorified, uh, you know, elevator pitch. Yeah, that's like the like in a film festival, when you submit, you have to submit like a a five hundred word description, right. a medium one, yeah, and then yeah. a long one. That's the five hundred word. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Alligator to the mutation, blood and guts check. Mike, why don't you go first? You had seen this one before. Okay. You want me to? Okay. Do you know? You want me to go? No, first? I. You, you. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. I'm happy to go first. Um. Well, as I mentioned, I think last week I remembered this uh, as being bad, being very bad. I think it was still bad. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was probably a little bit better than I remembered. But here's the thing. It's like you listen to that plot synopsis, the long one, and imagine it was written in a comprehensible way. It sounds like a kind of entertaining movie. Yeah. I just think the execution is pretty poor. And I think that really starts with, it It just, it, it does feel so cheap. It feels mm-hmm. very, very cheap. And I think the place you feel that the most is with the alligator stuff. Yeah. It's like, 
this is a movie that could coast on a lot of goodwill if it just had like fun alligator shit. Yeah. But the alligator content is pretty low quality and it's pretty sparse too. It really is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty much right there with you. Although I had fun watching it. Okay. I think there's, there's a, a really goofy charm to it. Yes. Like the two mains, like Bologna and, uh, Gagne, they're very charming and funny. Like not funny, like haha, but they're like they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And there's like it doesn't take itself very seriously, the movie. Yeah. Uh which isn't to say it's not tongue in cheek at all. It's just like I agree with that. It feels yeah. like people knew what they were making. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the alligator stuff is very lame. Yeah, and I think that like the thing you're talking about is like if it just had good alligator effects and lots of violence. Mm-hmm. And like a a decent looking alligator puppet that yeah. looked really big, then I think it would be like okay, this gets like a tentative thumbs up for just being like a cheapo yeah creature feature. But it's just like when they show the alligator, it either looks bad or it looks way too small. Yes, it like, looks very small. There's a real alligator, but the in parts like sometimes they use a real alligator so it looks realistic but they didn't put any work into like miniatures for no no which is something that worked so well in the first one yeah so it's just like oh well that just looks like a normal size alligator going into the water under a dock like what the fucking what's the point of this isn't this thing supposed to be 30 feet long um and then yeah it's clear it's clear that they did not have the same apparatus that they had for the first one. Yeah. Like, they don't show really any... Like, there aren't any good shots of people, like, coming face-to-face with the alligator's head. No, and there's, like... The kills are all really lame, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Like, there's no good gore. It feels it's, almost like PG-13. It really does. Like, yeah. so it, it feels like a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Like, it feels like a pre... Like, what is now currently what you would call a sci-fi movie. Like, channel movie. Right. It feels like... A, a, I agree with that. I, like I felt like it I is was, PG thirteen. It is PG thirteen. Yeah. Wow. So it felt like I was watching MST three K on like Sunday morning or whenever. Right. It was either on Sunday or Saturday morning, and sometimes I would fall asleep after and then wake up like I'd take a nap and wake up. It feels like a movie that would be on mm-hmm. after MST three K <laughs> that I would wake up from my nap and be like, what the right. fuck is this? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. There's some other places where I feel like you feel them straining against the budget uh the cast is one but like particularly like so d wallace to me if you showed me this cast list she's probably the first name that i go to and she is like like inexplicably in the scene where we're introduced to hodges he is at home on the morning of his birthday yes yeah i was gonna bring that up yeah and he comes downstairs First of all, this makes no fucking sense. There's a recording playing. So are we to assume that it's been playing for hours yeah, and like hours? on loop or something? On loop <laughs> since his family left. But then he goes downstairs. He has to put in a VHS tape that that his wife, Dee Wallace, her, her character made with him, with her and his son. And it's just like, they like wish him happy birthday and they give him a hard time about his working hours and that's why they're not there. Yeah. But it's like, this feels like they did this because they couldn't get them in the same place at the same time. Yeah, and also she's like openly talking about having sex with her son right there. She's like, and you know, little Joey's going to be going away to his grandmother's night, so you know what that means. Like, that well, that's a you, you know, it's a, it's a yeah, suggestive. There's like two different, like, but the kid's old enough to. 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe you were old enough at the okay. time, but uh, yeah. Anyway, she's like two sex mentions right in front of this kid, like the smiling kid. <laughs> he's sex positive. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He supports. Yeah, his parents fucking. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I kind of, I, I mean, I sort of enjoyed that opening. Do you feel but like also, then yeah, also no, she's like conspicuously it. absent from she's large portions probably of the just movie? Was booked, yeah, yeah. She, I, I can only do four days, right? Yeah, that's pretty much what it feels like. And they're like, "Well, we've got Bologna every day, <laughs> so we'll just put him in this kitchen with a sad cake." Um, what did you think of his birthday dinner? What when was, he walked like, out after like ten minutes? It was like burnt steak and an un. <laughs> An unpeppered baked potato, <laughs> like a plain baked potato with a little pat of butter on it. It looks so sad. Oh, man. But then that's exactly what I ate tonight. <laughs> Not burnt, but I had steak and one potato. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is a plan for this is a realistic movie. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. So speaking of that realism, the Echo Park gentrification stuff is like it's interesting. It belongs in another movie, though. Yeah. At least with, like, the level of... The amount of time they spend on it. Yeah. Maybe make this movie a not an alligator movie and make it, like, a thriller about a cop who's, like... Right. On the wrong side of crooked developers Yeah, defeating or corruption in the yeah. city or something. I mean, I know that's, like, a page one rewrite, but the alligator stuff is so fucking lame. And it <laughs> feels tacked on. It really feels tacked on, yeah. yeah. It felt like there was another script. They are like, well, we got the rights to alligator. Let's make another one. I mean, that feels plausible to me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Did you have any big positives? Is there anything that you did enjoy um, about it? Well, I... I mean, big positives. I mean, there's little weird things that happen. Mm-hmm. I like uh, at the very beginning. Well, not the very beginning. Somewhere towards the beginning, a little boy gets his beach ball bitten by the alligator. This is true. Yeah. And <laughs> to calm him down, Bologna is like, "Here, have a stick of gum." <laughs> that was a great. <laughs> Take interact. the whole pack. But it's like he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, calm down. Here, have a stick of gum." <laughs> yeah. And it's just like I feel I can hear the director being like, "Uh, offer him a stick of gum." Yeah. I'm sure that's not what John Hess sounds like, but it's like... You're actually a little bit closer than you think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there was a really great exchange I liked early in the flirting um, with... What's his name? Hanson? Swanson? Hawkins? Hawkins? No. Harmon. 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 (laughs) Between Harmon and, and the mayor's daughter, Sherry... Where they get out to the lobby after they've had their meet cute. Yeah. And then he like asks her out and then they immediately launch into an anal sex euphemism. Um, he like, his line is like, has anybody ever told you you've got a great Oh yeah, backyard. I wrote that down. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, are those pants tight enough? Yeah. Didn't anyone tell you? You got a great backyard. <laughs> but then it goes further. Did you write down the rest of it? I didn't write down the rest of it, no. Oh, man. Okay, I didn't write it down either because I'm a piece of shit. But he basically, they basically, he talks about, like, going in her backyard and what the (laughs) rules are and stuff. It's like, it's really, um, yeah, it gets gets pretty explicit for, uh, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, I like that the Latino gang is, Uh like, not, they're not villains. Sure. Like, he's, like, buddies with them, kind of. Like, there's a mutual respect there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're mostly played as good guys, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so that's positive. 
That's positive. We uh, like we like gang violence here. <laughs> Kill streak. <laughs> Um. Uh, what else? What else? The, I, I like I like Clarence Speed, the chief. He's a yeah. weird looking guy. I mentioned he he's like Captain Kirk's boss. He's the admiral in the first couple Star Trek movies. He's got a weird face. Yeah. Um. But it works. Uh. Yeah. And it's weird and interesting seeing everything take place in Echo Park. And I was like thinking really hard about that wrestling sequence, and I was like, I wonder where they shot that. I was wondering that too. It looks like it was like someplace down. At least the exterior was like maybe somewhere downtown. Yeah, yeah. but we see a lot of places that I'm like, yeah, I, I know where that is. I know where that is. But the funny thing is, so this is what I want to circle back to as like a failure of this movie, which is like they want, I assume, based on the cover, the poster of the movie, the fact that it's a sequel to the first one, it to feel like it's a city. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's a mayor, and all, I mean, obviously, all kinds of cities have mayors, but it's like an urban city, right? Yeah. But it's like Echo Park doesn't look like that, especially around the lake. Right, right. You know, it's like they call it in, in, in the synopsis, they're like, then they go down to a marsh, and it's like, like, there's no marsh there. But it's like, yeah, there's some reeds and shit. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and that's where they shoot. And so they do all this shooting around Echo Park Lake. Which makes it not feel like a city at all. Right. Which is silly to me because you're already doing location shooting in Los Angeles. So I'm like, why aren't they downtown? Right. Like, why are they not, like, shooting around tall buildings? Even if you were to just move from, like, Echo Park to, like... To, like, Boyle Heights or something. Yeah, there's, like, little bodies of water and stuff you can use where you can have skyscrapers in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that's a good point. It doesn't feel like a real city. Um, I thought it was Florida when I saw it. I right, thought it was like right. the Everglades. <laughs> That's which is really funny. I mean, of course, why wouldn't you think that? You're not from California. You've probably right. never been. Um, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, positives. I, I like I said, I didn't hate this movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more wrong with it than there is right with it. Yeah. So, um, I just think they really biffed it with the action and the violence, like in the yeah. horror stuff. It's not a horror movie. Yeah, I would also argue. Now it's hard to say with the quality of the edit we watched, but it's like the dark scenes are kind of hard to make out. So it's like again, it and it's like I remember that from seeing it initially, and I feel like that's got to be like, well, if we underlight this, it's harder to tell how bad our alligator looks. Uh huh. And it's just like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's underwater stuff. There's a lot of nighttime attacks. There's like that helicopter stuff at the very end yeah. with the alligator in the water. Yeah. Which is funny because Echo Park Lake is very small. Yeah. And, and very shallow, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I'll say is like, so it feels like it's all building to this climax of the alligator attacking the carnival. 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 Bobby Carnivale. <laughs> which it is building to. But then it's like. 90% of the people who interact with the alligator are just running from a POV camera or getting slapped with the tail. With the tail. So much tail slapping. Yeah, because they clearly had a tail. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very funny to imagine, like, two PAs holding one end of the tail and just slapping people somebody, with yeah. it. How many times did that happen on set? Yeah. Um. Oh, I like the synth pop band at the at the music. Fe- I mean, at the at the carnival. Festival, yeah, carnival, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's got cool sunglasses. She does, and then maybe yeah. you'll hear a little bit of that uh, in between segments. Ooh, <laughs> hey. ooh. Well, 
I mean, I don't really have much else to say. It's not I don't a, really have that much else either. Right. It's not a movie that's bad enough that I want to keep beating up on it. Yeah, exactly. You know? It feels like punching down. Yeah. Maybe it's just because it's your film teacher. I don't know. Maybe. But, yeah. yeah. He was a young guy at the time. I could just sure. like the constraints and the limitations are just written large on the wall. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is a cheapo movie. They right. had the name Alligator. They probably had a very compressed shooting schedule. They could get what they get, and that's that's it. And they yeah. kind of made the best they could with it. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Let's move into our superlatives. Sure. Yeah. Um. So, we here at Killstreak Lake to talk about deaths. That's what it was. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't think of what was next. Uh, so, we got the two fishermen in scuba suits at the beginning. Uh, Otis. Oh, yeah. The wino. Like yeah. the wino guy. He's, uh, in a lot, he's a wino in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Henry. Old Henry, they called him. Yeah. You know, remember old Henry the wino? <laughs> yeah, and he's like a material witness early on. Yeah, yeah. Lobo's, Lobo has to talk to his boss. He's like, what evidence do you have? I got an eyewitness. Yeah. Old old Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God. Uh, he, they were, he was using Otis as a toothpick. Um, three hunters, like the brother and the t- and two other guys. They were fishermen, weren't they? No, I'm oh, talking this about the, is later. the later, okay. like the Hawkins Wait, guys. we're already there? It's that far between alligator there's, deaths? There's not many deaths, yeah. Jesus Christ. Unless I missed something, but I, I, mean, I was t- paying attention. No, uh, no, I, I believe you. It's just like, that's. I think it's an hour from when the fishermen get it to when the hunters get it. And so you just have Clarence in between. Yeah. Not but, even Clarence, the guy who's Clarence's friend, right? Uh, Clarence's friend? The old wino's friend gets Otis, eaten. yes. Otis. Otis, yeah. Does Clarence get eaten too? Clarence, no, he doesn't get eaten. He okay. dies in the car. That's right. Okay. Uh, so Clarence the chief. Uh, the mayor gets shot on the Ferris wheel. A dude gets knocked into a fire by the alligator's tail. Um, there's a random head guy get his head chomped. Vinny, I don't remember, even remember who Vinny is. No, I don't either. Um... Brown, the developer guy, Hawkins himself, and I whose, guess whose death is extremely Quint esque. Yes, from Jaws. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, there might be some other that I missed in there, but the alligator, the alligator. These deaths are right, my favorite. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say my favorite death. I don't fucking have one. Yeah, they're all really lame. I guess the alligator exploding looks the best. Yeah, it looks like they blew something up, and then they've got a good chunk of alligator snout that they throw up in the air. Yeah, there's like some meat in there or something. Yeah, I I mean, that is the best executed of all of them. All of the deaths of people in this movie are fucking lame. I will say, Hawkins at least, they managed to get some shots of him underwater getting like rolled over by the alligator. Yeah, yeah. Which looks kind of real. But it's also hard to make out what's going on. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. But big failure here, I think. I think so, too. Um, we here at Killstreak like to talk about things. <laughs> I'm going to do this for every you single We like to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Moments that didn't age well. Uh-huh. I was expecting more, to be sure, honest with you. Sure, um, There's like, you know, there's like a cop who says like a racist thing to... to the uh, Mexican lady and her and her, right. her mother, but that's like he's a piece of shit. He's a racist guy. cop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, here comes Aged the lat- pretty well the Latino gang. Yeah, uh, there's gonna be something bad here. No, not really. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned the thing with the Hawkins. Uh, yeah, which I maybe just misunderstood, but it was weird. Call someone inhuman. Yeah, basically, like yeah. Uh, I, 
yeah, God, I gotta remember the wording, but it's like, uh, you know, at least a at least a human didn't say it to me yeah. or some shit like that. Well, I'll you know I'll take a second to get on my woke pedestal here. Sure, look out, Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> the woke mob. Yeah. Here it comes. Oh, you're in my crosshairs now. I used to tell people we were born on the same day because I thought it was cool. Well, I already kind of hated the NFL, and now I'm just done. Uh, I was before. Oh, who am I kidding? Yeah. I haven't watched any football this season. Anyways. Uh, it's because you don't like them kneeling for the... That's right. <laughs> you stand for the national anthem. <laughs> you get off the field. The pl- I said the pledge. <laughs> the pledge of allegiance. Uh, yeah. They didn't dance for... God bless America. Um, what I was going to say is that one of the handful of things that this movie does share with the original is a subplot written into the into the script, which is sort of uh, aware of. Uh, I always I always lose my words when I try to talk about things that are not stupid horror movies, but sure, uh, aware of the sort of social issues surrounding. Uh, gentrification, land development, for and you know, and everything that comes along with that, and so that is like one piece of DNA that these movies have in common. Like Kurt Allen, who wrote this script, if he wrote it himself from from scratch, if I don't know if he came in later or what, but I mean, at least this movie does carry on that tradition in the series of being sort of aligned with the working class and understanding that the true evil is often the money men and not, you know, the alligator is just a product of their evil, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, the alligator is a symptom. Brown right. is the disease. Right, right. You know. So I think it actually aged well. Yeah, I think respect. so too. I was surprised. I was very surprised yeah. to think that. When, and what I was going to say... <laughs> What I was going to say is that I think that maybe part of the reason when you have movies like this that do age well or don't have those, like, so many of those, like, well, at the time, everybody used that word kind of scenarios. It's like, yeah. well, if you have somebody who's already writing a script like that, they're probably not the kind of person who is going to write in a bunch of other That's a good point. offensive bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. This is the best aged movie we've ever watched on the show. <laughs> A 77, la, 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 whatever. Fucking, uh, what's that? God damn it, I almost had it. I don't know. La tre, la tre, la tour. Chateau La Tour. No, I don't oh, know. Oh, like aged like a fine wine. I yeah. see what you're doing. Yes, here. and. Um. Please continue. <laughs> so, John Carpenter Fear Meter. How scary is this movie? One. One, yeah. It's fucking not scary at all. There is not a moment of this film <laughs> that I felt even the, the slightest creeping sense of dread. <laughs> Finally, Mary fuck kill. You want to kick it off? Or you want sure, me to? I can kick it off. Sure. Uh, I don't have a lot of new things to say about this movie uh, that I haven't already shared. So I'll just sort of summarize in that it's like it's got some interesting bits. The cast is all right. The plot is all right, honestly, but it like focuses a lot of its time and energy in the wrong places. It has terrible creature effects, very bloodless. It's fucking PG-13. Uh, this isn't the worst movie we've seen here by any stretch, no. but it was a failure, and thus I cannot really award it anything except a kill. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to add too much to what you already said because I agree with it all. Um, it's not a movie I hated uh, watching, but... 
usually for me a fuck is something that I'm like yeah I'll watch that again right. at some point I will never willingly watch this movie again right and not because it's so awful just because it's like it's so nothing right it doesn't bring anything interesting really to the table yeah I'll just look at screenshots of Holly Gagne yeah I was gonna say you did you did record the backyard scene so <laughs> you to watch that again yeah watch that again uh, alright there you have it Alligator 2, The Mutation. I think you're going to be shocked about our rankings. Do you want to just do our rankings now? Oh, sure. Yeah. So just to recap, Alligator was the first one, 1980, directed by Louis Teague. Yep. It's about a mutant alligator. Uh, This is the one we just talked about, Alligator 2, The Mutation from 1990. It's about a mutant alligator. Yep. Eric, what's your number two? My number two is Alligator 2, The Mutation. So is mine, Alligator 2, The Mutation. What's your number one? Um, Alligator. I agree. Alligator, directed by Louis Teague. It's not close, folks. It's not close at all. It's not close. The first one <laughs> is a merry. It's a fun movie. It's a good yeah. time. You should check it out. You should definitely check it out. This is not that. No. This is definitely lesser than... Um, yeah, the all- first Alligator movie, very charming, very fun, well-written, well-acted. Um, definitely... Good effects. Like, good effects. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's really fun. Uh, this one, you know, not so much. It's not a fucking total... It's not a dumpster fire, but it's no. just n- kind of nothing. And you know what it is? that We've talked about this once or twice on the podcast before. It's the kind of movie that really suffers because it's just less than. Yes. It's like not a wild, different thing that fails. It's like, well, it's just they just try to do the same thing, and it, every element is worse than the first one. Yes. Yeah, and that's never good. No. All right. There you have it. Alligator 2 wrapped up. The Alligator franchise is done. We're done. We're gonna... Our first two-banger. Yeah, first one ever. Let us know if you liked it. Is this too fast? Do you guys want us to add some foreplay into the routine? Or... <laughs> I enjoy it. I think we should do some more duos. Yeah, throw some out there now and then. It also allows us to you know, crack some new ground, some fun yes. things that we've, we've had to stay away from in the past. Yeah. But, you know, I think we'll come back to it for sure. Uh, in the meantime, we are going to take a break, and then we're going to talk about our creature feature, the lift or the lift and definitely stay tuned until the end when we reveal our next series alrighty Okay, we're back. Doing our famous, yeah. world 
famous segment, Random Creature Feature Movie, uh, where we pick a random movie out of John Stanley's book, Creature Features. Yeah. For those of you just joining us, maybe you got on board during Halloween. Yeah. This is a book. It's a, it's a what would we call this? A reference book? Yeah, right. it's sort of like the Leonard Maltin film guide, but for yeah. horror movies and fantasy sci-fi. And Eric and I both owned this book, unbeknownst to one another, when we were young men, when we were teens, yeah. uh, and used it quite frequently, mostly to look up movies, but sometimes for other stuff. Um, yeah, I used it to prop up my alarm clock. <laughs> it's true. I have a picture where you can true. see in the background. Yeah. Uh, but now once a month, we pick a movie out of this at random, and then we watch it and we report back to you guys. Yeah. And so this time we are talking about The Lift from 1983. This is what John Stanley wrote. We give it three and a half stars. Fascinating Dutch import, a.k.a. going up, a cross between an exploitation shocker and an art film. A new elevator system in a high-rise reprograms its organic microchips to kill passengers in grisly ways. At least that's what writer-director Dick Moss imita- uh, intimates as his tale tersely unfolds. Moss conveys a sense of classy horror, then lapses into graphic slayings, including one hair-lifting sequence in which a security guard is decapitated. The mystery involves a conspiracy between the elevator designer and the electronics programmer as a lift repairman, Hube Stapo, uh, searches for the truth. Gripping stuff. Uplifting. (laughs) All right. Stanley, you joker. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, this is a Dutch movie. Uh, We watched a dubbed version. Yeah, it's streaming for free on Tubi um, with commercials, but... Yeah, I watched it That's originally watched it. on Shudder, and I want to say it was subtitled. I would have, I would probably rather watch this thing subtitled. As to be, would I, to yeah. be honest. I with think you. before we talk about the quality of the movie, I, I'm I'm happy to just say it's not a good dub. Not at all. It really feels like, um, like a Jallo movie, right? Like like it wasn't recorded. Like they got no sync sound, and right. it's just. People talking like this. Oh, we have to talk this way because this is the speed of the mouth moving? Yes, right. okay, that's right. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a bad dub. Yeah, it's a little jarring. It takes you out of it at times. Yeah. And when the movie functions for long periods without dialogue, I don't know. It feels a little different. But Eric, I'd seen this before. You had not. Yeah. How did you feel about De Lift? I was excited when it started. It looks cool, especially yeah. the opening sequence. Um, has like what we call bisexual lighting. Um, it was a, like a fun credit sequence. Um, I have to say though, there's not enough kind of similar to alligator, the mutation. Uh-huh. There's not enough cool elevator stuff in the movie. Okay. Um, and I was pretty bored for mm. long stretches. It's essentially a detective story. It's very plotty. Yeah. Very plotty. And it's like a, an elevator repair man solving this mystery mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and it's like i don't know how long it is it feels an hour 40 maybe it's 95 yeah. okay so. it feels like i got it trimmed a little bit of that fat sure off. um yeah so I, I don't know i was excited i just wish there was more cool ass elevator shit sure what yeah. about you um i think i enjoyed it a little bit more um but i got pulled into the mystery of it all yeah and i think that probably will make or break it for you so if you you know because he it, it, it you know what it reminded me of have you ever seen coma 
No, I never have. Based on the Michael Crichton book. I yeah. think he did he direct it? Maybe. I'm not sure. But that's a, it's a Michael Douglas movie. It feels very similar in its like it's a guy and a girl who like try to get to I mean it's like Halloween 3 or like any yeah. hundreds of movies, but something about, you know, the era in which it was shot made me really reminded me of that movie, but just like trying to get to the root of a mystery. Yeah. And there's sort of a, an evil corporation at the root of it all. And, and yeah. And I think like it's, the movie is, is shot well enough. Yeah. It looks cool that I like stayed engrossed in it during most of the slow parts. Uh huh. Um, and there's like a lot of like his wife accusing him of cheating. Yeah. And a lot of like people talking about how he might be cheating, which he never actually does, but he, pays the price for yeah it's funny and like i didn't want him to cheat but then like his wife left with the kids and i was like well is there gonna be a resolution to this are they gonna get back together or is he gonna cheat on her with he may this as well reporter? have cheated at that point right yeah <laughs> well the other thing too is like she accuses him of cheating and he doesn't deny it yeah and yeah it's which like, is really weird it's like what i don't think you did so you should probably say that you didn't and, yeah yeah but yeah, you're right. And but it's like those things like for whatever reason I found myself drawn into that drama. Yeah, and for, like I want to see this subtitle cuz the dub yeah. is so bad. It took me out of so many scenes. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I think I mean to for me, I think the cinematography is actually pretty strong. I think it yeah, looks yeah. really good. Um and then I agree <laughs> with the comparison that there's not enough elevator stuff. However, I think that the elevator stuff that is here is much more effective than the alligator, the alligator stuff, stuff oh, from sure. Alligator too. The decapitation scene is awesome. Yes, it's really good. And I feel like you could snip that out just by itself and show it to people and they would be like, I have to watch this movie. And then I think to, to your point, they would watch it and be like, oh, that was the best part of this movie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah if this was on like In Search of Darkness and I saw that sh- shot, right. I'd be like, oh, fuck, I got to see this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote a few funny things down. Okay. Uh, not that I'm funny. It's that things that I thought were funny. Um, well, it's a couple observations. I wrote, uh, it might be one of the longest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's 95 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like they're focusing on the wrong things. Um, and there's a lot of business about being a repairman. There's yeah. a, lot, a lot of like, you're in the factory, you're in like the, not the factory, but like in the repairman mm-hmm. it's, place. Factory? Yeah, it's, a factory. it's a factory. Sure. Um, there's this data lifting. It's called. I like the, I like the scene where he visits his like mad coworker in the yeah. asylum. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There's like the goo on the wall and all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it's interesting what they decide to do at the end. So the elevator has like it's silicone chip is revealed to be like it's heart. Yeah. And there's like, all this like goop. It's like organic. Yeah. Yeah. There's all this goo everywhere. And, um, and I will also shout out, I like that the elevator doesn't just kill everybody the same way. Yes. So it's like, oh, it's really just an evil elevator. It's not like an elevator that keeps specifically malfunctioning. And like the initial scene, we have some decent nudity. I was about to say some great nudity. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing Alligator 2 was lacking. Um, but uh, yeah, we have these two couples in the elevator that like almost suffocate. And I was like, oh, this the first time I saw it, I remember this movie's gonna be really fucking boring if that's how this elevator kills people. Yeah. It just like traps them and suffocates them. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, no, this guy gets his head chopped off, another guy walks into an empty elevator shaft. Yeah, like a shaft. blind man yeah. walks into an elevator shaft. Um 
what's I gonna say about uh oh I also liked there's a scene where like there's a sketchy ass guy who works in the building like the brain surgeon no no he's like he's like one of the workers there okay he slaps one of the cleaning ladies asses oh, I remember this scene yeah <laughs> And the other one, the other cleaning lady is like, well, you shouldn't have stuck it out in traffic. Because she's like sticking her butt out. In. <laughs> and they like kind of giggle it away, which is like, oh, wow. that's yeah. mm-hmm. um, Those were better times. <laughs> the ending is cool. Like, yeah. so it's like, uh, you know, our main character is like climbing the elevator shaft to destroy the chips. There's like organic chips. And it's pretty stressful. Like the weight, the counterweight mm-hmm. is like going, it's like flying past him. He's hanging, yeah. he's like hanging on to the elevator. Uh, so I enjoyed I, I enjoyed that. There's stuff I did like. I would like to watch this movie again. Definitely subtitled. Sure. I don't recommend yeah. the dub. It's not good. Uh, I would avoid it if possible. Um, I always forget. Do we rate these in any way? Yeah, we marry, fuck, kill these okay. bad boys. Great. Uh, well, it's easy for me. I'll say this is a fuck. I think it's an interesting enough, good enough looking movie that I would... Like, this is a perfect movie to be on Shudder. Like, if you like horror movies from the 80s, if you like things that look interesting and have kind of interesting conceits, and you want to throw this on, it's entertaining to have on. It's not like, oh, you're going to love this movie. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying Shudder, because this would be a perfect Joe Bob movie. Yeah. If he did this one, I think I would be fully on board. Mm. For me, it's a kill. I would like to rewatch this movie, uh, knowing what I know now yeah. about its pacing. Mm-hmm. Watch it without the dub. Um, I think it this has potential to yeah. eke up into fuck territory, mm-hmm. but for now, like I just wasn't yeah. enjoying myself. Yeah, and I mean, listeners of the podcast might recognize. Eric has a thing where he doesn't like a movie and then he checks out really early and then he doesn't pay attention for most of it. <laughs> I paid attention. No, I took just notes. Just giving you a hard time. Um, uh, I did watch it over the course of two nights, though. Yeah, I did too. Uh, that was mostly because I got boosted on Friday, so I was in rough fucking shape on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. But uh, feeling all right now. Um, okay, uh, so this means then that we are... Set to pick a new one. Oh, I did want to say the the positive, the most positive thing I'll say about the lift. This was the creature feature that I've enjoyed the most up to this point. Yeah, I think so. Uh, which, I mean, I think we liked Hill. I probably gave Hillbilly Jim a better rating, but yeah. Oh, I definitely enjoyed this more than Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, I th- and it's a horror movie. It's a horror. Right. It might yeah. be the first horror movie we've done <laughs> down the middle. Yeah. All right. You have a uh, randomizer over there? Yeah, yeah. You got to tell me how many pages there are again. That's 582. Okay, 582. Going into the random number generator. 582. Eric, take us to page 330. We're always right there in the middle. Okay. I turned right to it. Nice. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. We're in the M's. Okay. The M's. Yeah, I'm just going to doesn't seem you... promising. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. Uh, what's number 15? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Uh, oh, come on, no. Men with Steel Faces, a feature length version of Gene Autry's serial, The Phantom Empire. <laughs> We're not doing that. Okay, fair enough. I will <laughs> roll the dice again. <laughs> we say 582? 582? Yeah. Okay. Try 139. Oh, okay. 
almost almost right up to it. Oh, he's to good. It. He's good at this. Okay. Hopefully there's more for you on this one. Uh, okay, and this one, if this if is if we're gonna go to number eleven. If this is a bust, we're just gonna keep going down the page until we get to sure to one that's acceptable to us. Sure. Number eleven. Number eleven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Last one on the page. 1984's Devilfish. Devilfish. I did I just hear someone talking about this movie? I don't know. Let's see. It's a richly textured storyline by Lewis Coates. Uh, oh, it's an Italian movie. Uh, Don Lewis and Martin Dolman enhances this Italian production directed by uh, Lamberto Bava. Ooh. It is known in the States as Monster Shark. Monster Shark. Uh, it's Bava's variation on Jaws when a seemingly prehistoric shark, 40 feet long with tentacles and huge teeth, shows off, up off the Florida coast to eat the local swimming population. Turns out, however, that a nearby underwater study institute has been conducting secret experiments under the name Sea Killer, and the thing is only eight months old. So the plot is busy, busy, busy with murders, double crosses, hidden agendas that will have you guessing. Unfortunately, the special effects are only passable, and the creature not all, uh, not all that convincing. But Bava holds your interest and makes something out of the hodgepodge. Yeah, aka Monster Shark in Red Ocean. Hey, this is promising. Okay. No, no star rating. No star rating. Um, let's see. Where to watch Devilfish, aka Monster Shark? So it did at one time exist as a mystery science theater episode really that tells you something uh yeah i have the shout factory um chant streaming channel and i wonder if it's on there uh seems like a good candidate for youtube so i'm checking that out as we speak what do we say monster shark was the monster other shark or devilfish yeah monster. let's see devilfish 1984 we got a trailer yeah devilfish. here we go looks like we got a full full movie Second, All right. Second link on YouTube. Keeping it cheap for everybody. Another YouTube. Hey, this is, uh, you know, appropriate for Alligator. Yeah, it's uh, unfortunately we're done with Alligator now. Yeah. We're so, going to start talking about a new series. Let's talk about our new series. Um, we are going to be covering the first three Exorcist movies. That's right. So we got Exorcist, Exorcist 2, The Heretic. 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 And Exorcist 3. Is yeah. there a subtitle on that one? I don't believe so, no. Uh, so this will be a first for me for, for two and three, right? For two and three. I've never seen either of those. Yeah. Uh, we're and I've not, never seen two. Nope. Hey, oh, for timing purposes, because we have plans for the holidays and post holidays. Mm-hmm. going to keep you guys guessing on those, but Hey, post holidays, big, big horror movie release. Why are you I mean, I guess that would maybe make more people keep listening. Okay. Fair enough. Continue. I can cut that part out. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. I, I'm, you're right. Um, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so we're only going to be covering the first three, so we're not, we won't be yeah. doing the two like dueling prequels that came out in the late yeah. aughts or the yeah. aughts at some point. Might watch them. I might watch one or two of them depending on how much time I have, and we'll throw it out there. But yeah, as far as full length episodes, we'll only be covering those first three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so join us next Monday where we watch the first one. I'm excited. William Freakins, The Exorcist. Let's see where it is streaming. Generally considered, I want to say, one of the scariest movies ever made and one of the most well-regarded horror movies of all time. Yeah. Won an Oscar for screenplay. Uh, Pretty impressive. 
Uh, uh, this one's just a, a rental yeah. on all the typical places. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to watching it. It's been a few years. Uh, and I hope you guys are too. And uh, yeah. So we will be back at you next Monday uh, with that one. In the meantime, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Killstreakpod at gmail.com. We are Killstreakpod on Instagram and Twitter. Shout out to our social media guru, Scott. Thanks for keeping up the good work, as always. Um, And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It will only take a few seconds, and it is very helpful for us here at Killstreak. And as always, did anyone ever tell you you got a great backyard?